Hey, I'm Ben Bennell. And I'm Kevin Cooper. We're lifelong friends, economic enthusiasts, and data junkies. We have regular conversations about the job market, the economy, and the data that gives us insight into the current trends. So whether you own a business, you're a job seeker, or you just want to intelligently join the conversation around the table, there's something here for you. Welcome to the Jobology Brothers podcast. August uh, jobs reports came out, jolts as well, ADP. The biggest thing I think still, it's been a couple months running now, is the gap we keep referring it to as. It's the gap between job openings and the amount of people that are unemployed. Right now, it's about three three million. Uh, last month, it was three point five million. So it's definitely ticking down. So you know, more to come there. But that still means that one point five jobs per unemployed person, which is like that's a that's a big deal. Uh, Jolt report layoffs have still normalized. We're a few months in now. We're not seeing any increased uh, uh, level of layoffs amongst any specific industry. Tech was a big thing earlier this year. We're not really seeing that anymore. There's there's no industry that's being adversely impacted by layoffs. Uh, quits and separations haven't really moved plus or minus. Uh, they came down just a little bit in August, but you know, not really a measurable amount. You know, not 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 making a big difference. Um, in addition to the U.S. economy adding 187,000 jobs uh, in August, and unemployment oddly enough ticked up 187,000 jobs. It's still a lot of jobs to add to the economy, so it's kind of odd that we would you know, tick up, you know, three tenths of a point. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, oddly enough, it's actually kind of a positive thing. And Kevin will touch on that. Um, I always like to think historically, you know, if we think back on August, what's a time that we all can remember that might have been similar, you know, a month or a quarter or a year where the job market was similar from a statistics standpoint. Uh, so if you think back on Q1 of 2019, all the averages are really similar hires, quits, new jobs, unemployment, all the fundamentals are really similar to, to Q1 of 2019. So if you think back on that, it's still a really, really solid job market. Um, we see most industries are adding jobs when you uh, average it out over the last uh, 90 days. Um, a couple are flat. Uh, we saw one really big one in uh, August take a hit. Transportation took a hit of 37,000 negative uh, jobs. That's a direct result of the 35,000 people that were employed by Yellow Trucking, huge trucking company, uh, national presence. Uh, they went bankrupt uh, in August, and so we saw all those layoffs. You know, so that's a that's kind of a one-time thing. Those people are likely going to find jobs elsewhere in the industry really quickly. Um, so a lot of people are pointing, I think, to that as like the downside of the August jobs report. I don't know that I'd look at that as a downside. Again, it's kind of a one-time hit. It's a company that struggled financially for years. Uh, you saw battles between yellow and unions for years. So it was kind of something that was expected, I think, from a lot of industry insiders. But there is a downside that I think a lot of people aren't talking about, and that's the negative revisions that happened to June and July. We saw really significant revisions. You know, we we uh, saw what was the equivalent of about 110,000 jobs uh, wiped off the books. So that's a big deal. You know, that takes our averages uh, for the last 90 days. Uh, they would have been really similar to Q1 2020, incredible job market. Now everything looks like Q1 2019, you know, kind of an okay job market. Not bad, but, you know, certainly not the robust market of 2020 or Q1 2020 before the pandemic. Um, but we're adding jobs, unemployment still below 4%. Uh, Everything's still fine. Uh, 
but Kevin, I still want you to kind of address, you know, unemployment ticked up, but oddly enough, it's a good thing. So tell us about that. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this before of like how sometimes there's a little bit of difficult in understanding what's going on. And so when people see that the unemployment rate goes up, they might think that's a bad thing. But in this case, it was a really good thing. Ben, you touched on the fact that what we saw was employment uh, in August jumped 187,000 jobs. But what was really positive is we saw 736,000 people enter the workforce. And that made the labor force participation rate go up to 62.8%. We've seen it be a little bit stagnant uh, over the past few months. In February of 2020, just to give some perspective, right before the pandemic started, it was 63.3%. So we're not quite back to that pre-pandemic level. But when you go all the way back to April of 2000, I was looking, it was 67.3%. So we've still got a lot of room to move. And, and part of the challenge that we're starting to see, and one of the things that we want to start looking at is the prime age workforce participation rate. So these are the people that are 25 to 54. And we saw, uh, what was good, we saw an uptick in, uh, in August of 2023. That went up to 83.5%. Uh, it was at its highest level now since May of 2002 when it was 83.6%. I can give you a big call back to January of 1948. If you want to go way back, it was 64.6%. And, and why this is important is that the baby boomer generation kind of broke the population pyramid in the United States. Boomers have had fewer children than any generation prior then, and that trend has continued. And so when we're thinking about how many workers we have to replace workers that are aging out of the workforce, we really want to focus on this prime age workforce participation rate. And because the boomers are such a big generation, we want to really focus on that. And one of the things that was positive about that, and we think about the workforce participation rate, we look at there's a stat of the number of unemployed workers for every job opening. Ben, you talked about the job openings and the gap. And that's a very real thing. So the number of unemployed workers per job opening in July of 2023, which is in the jobs, was 0.7. It was at its lowest point since February of 2020, right before the pandemic. It was 0.8 right there. And hey, if you think about this back in uh, June of 2009, right when we were coming out of the Great Recession, it was 5.9. So 5.9 unemployed people for every job opening. And that was pretty incredible. And and we and when we talk about what happened with the unemployment rate and everything else going on, we saw some decreases in temporary help. So we saw people getting, and we talked about this on the last chat, we saw 19,000 workers from temporary help cut in August. It's been down 242,000 since March of 2022. And that's okay. That's not too concerning of what, when the workforce sees this influx and outflow, employers are holding on to workers. They're not necessarily opening jobs at the highest rate we've ever seen, or but although the job openings are really high, but it's okay. They're not really, they're not, the, the layoffs aren't very high. And I'll just, last thing I'll touch on, we always talk about is that the health of the American worker. What we saw in August, the average work week went up by about 0.1 up to about 34.4 hours a week. So the workers are working more hours. Average hourly earnings went up by 0.2% to about $33.82 an hour. 12 months, it's been up 4.3%. So that's pretty healthy as we see the modulation in the inflation rate. But we talked about this either one or two times ago. There's, a, there's an index that talks about the 
aggregate hours of production. So how many hours are we really working? We talked about before that the economy was going nowhere fast. We're adding jobs, but we're not adding hours. In August, it was 122.5, the index was. We're back to our January 2023 levels, the 122.5. And just to give you a sense of when we look back over time, February of 2020, right before the pandemic, it was 119.1. So that's really healthy for the American worker. Employers are holding on to workers. They're not shedding them. They might be cutting temp help, but they're not cutting workers. And I think that's really important for what we see moving forward. It's interesting when you talk about the wages side of it. So I just read an article in Forbes, I don't know, within the last week or so. They were saying the average white-collar American worker is requiring over $80,000 to make yeah, a job change. Incredible. That's, That's nuts. Um, so I always hear the anecdotal side. So our staffing business, which is very geo-specific, we're just in Houston. Uh, we do contract labor. Uh, we're up, uh, I got to go look back at my numbers. Our weekly billing hours are up 21% in the last four weeks. Uh, is that a testament to Houston's economy? Is it a testament to our client base, our team? I, I have no idea, but uh, we've ticked up really fast. And so I think that's always interesting. You know, Houston's a town that's ruled by two things, really. It's kind of oil and gas or healthcare. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're seeing an uptick. And certainly if you look at the national numbers in the BLS, you know, healthcare is kind of leading the charge from a job standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, our direct hire business over the last 90 days is flat. So if you were to look at quarters, you know, even though we're not in an actual quarter ending in August, uh, if you were to end a quarter for those 90 days, the prior 90 days were flat, not up, not down. Uh, our numbers are pretty much the same. Um, but our year-to-date numbers, so if you want to take it back now to 2022, uh, combined businesses between staffing and direct hire, not one really leading the other, um, our revenues up uh, 38% compared to 2022 wow. through August, which is, you know, it's it's still, I go back to some of the fundamentals can kind of be wonky, but it's still a really candidate-driven market. Um, one of the things when I try to sort through the anecdotal stuff and 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 see what's happening is we're still seeing what we talked about last month, which is those really like mission critical hires are still what's kind of leading the way. We're not seeing tons of, you know, strategic hiring. You know, you you might even say at the upper management level or the director level and up that maybe we are in a little bit of a recession um, for those individuals. Obviously, there's fewer jobs and they're far, you know, far between. But um, those mission critical jobs, the things that we're seeing with our manufacturing clients, you know, the people that drive revenue, the people that get the work done in operations um, to make those companies move forward. There, we're seeing a really high, a higher than normal percentage um, of those jobs that are coming in as, as a, a bulk or, or overall uh, the jobs that we're seeing. So, um, you know, I don't know what that means for what's to come. It's certainly a cooling job market, uh, but right now it still feels like a pretty healthy job market in uh, August. So we'll see.